Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are listening, probably in the morning on your commute. Welcome to another edition of the OnlyFans Football Podcast. Um, I don't think we expected to record tonight, Kieran, to be honest, but after the scenes that proceeded today, I don't think we had a choice. Um, I think this episode is going to be titled The Lionel Messi. I don't think there's anything else we can call it. Um, of course, the World Cup final took place today, France. Three Argentina three, um Argentina win on penalties in the end. Before we get into the game, Kieran, I suppose we'll have a quick rundown um of our weekend because we are slightly hungover, Kieran, as you as you know. Um, how are you getting on? Very good, Adam. Very very good after watching Messi win the World Cup. It was absolutely unbelievable. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, this was a complete shock that we were recording this episode in the first place because I was expecting just to. There was supposed to be a compilation episode out tomorrow, but that's not happening now. But after watching that final, this World Cup did not end in a whimper. It ended in an absolute cracker of a final. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And it's probably the highlight of my weekend. Other than that, it was just going out and uh, drinking again, as every weekend entails at the moment, because we live in a depressing climate. But yeah. It is silly season, Kieran. We can't forget the Huns out there. It is silly season, gals. It's Christmas. Uh, we were out drinking last night. I wasn't with Kieran. Uh, but unfortunately, we, we will uh, be reconciling that during the week, of course. But um, yeah, fucking hell. Where do we start? I'm kind of lost for words in a way. Yeah, well, look at the game itself, man. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I think kicks off and you're expecting this kind of tense, you know, almost fragile atmosphere in the game where both teams are shutting each other out. And that wasn't what it was, was it? You know, Argentina came out of blocks quick, came out of blocks very fast. They were by far the better team in the first half. And to be honest with you, for the majority of the game, up until a point. Um, Messi, of course, did the go. Um, scores a penalty in the 23rd minute. It was, it was a penalty, wasn't it? It was Di Maria cutting in um, from the left-hand side, who, by the way, got the show early on, which was a weird show, I thought. He came, he started on the left, which was a bit which was a bit strange. Um, it was his man Dembele who took him down. Um, Messi slots the penalty away. His force of two on the day, of course, in the shootout. Um, it was two 0 then, and for my money, possibly goal of the tournament. Really, really good play. Finds its way to Donabate's own Alexis McAllister, who plays it in to Angel Di Maria, who makes it two 0 And it was Didier Deschamps, the former Chelsea man. Um, makes two substitutions and it was again I, I was very surprised at this I thought I thought it was great bottle by him to be fair it was Olivier Giroud and Dembele himself came off during the game let it be known me and Kiro were slaying Adrian Rabiot so much like when he looked back on the game he actually played an alright game I feel bad for slaying him um, 64 minutes come around I felt this was kind of a bit of a this was kind of a bit of a turning point in the game Marcus Acuna comes on for Angel Di Maria, who, as I said, put in a man of the match worthy performance himself, McAllister, Messi, you know, Mbappe obviously gets the hat trick. They were all really good on the day. And then it was the 71st minute, Kiron, where Didier Deschamps makes the bold decision and takes off his two best players on the day, according to someone who we shall not name Antoine Griezmann, Teo Hernandez come off for Eduardo Camavinga and Kingsley come on. And, you know, nine minutes later, Kylian Mbappe slotting away a penalty it was 
Colo Muani, who got in behind Otamendi. And Otamendi, in typical Premiership years fashion, takes down Colo Muani. Um, as you said, Mbappe took the penalty away really well. And at this point, and I think Be Real went off at this point, um, and everyone was kind of taking pictures of it. And in the blink of an eye, man, it was 2 2. Was killing Mbappe, ball over the top. Messi loses in midfield. Uh, I think it was Rabiot who gets around a few players, chips it over the top. Mbappe with an absolute unbelievable finish to make it 2 0, or 2 2, excuse me. Um, it was Toram who chipped it over the top for him. And at that point, like there was nine minutes left and there was eight minutes added on. So you're talking 17 minutes left of football to be played. Everyone involved with Argentina were absolutely shitting themselves. Because France were in the ascendancy, France were much better. Um, a lot of chances, I think we must admit, or we must say, um, Hugo Lloris, who we do slate at the odd time on the podcast, makes an unbelievable save from Messi, who would have made a 3-2 just before the final whistle went. Mm. And then we get, in, we get into extra time itself, Kieran. Messi makes a 3-2. bit contentious, potentially. Now, Martinez, he, he was onside. I think everyone... And their nanny thought he was off just by his nature of being shy. Messi puts it away. Nothing Lloris could do about it. And then Mbappe, Perez and Montiel. Um, diving at him, obviously Montiel with the handball. Mbappe makes a 3-3 and we went into penalties then, Kieran. We've talked about penalties, Kieran, on the podcast plenty of times. Um, obviously, Liverpool haven't beaten Chelsea twice this year in Belly Shields. And there's a psychological edge. There's a psychological... That was last year. It's, it's in 15 days time that was last year in 15 days 2022 you don't I'm not having a dig you really listen for a second unfortunately with these penalty shootouts there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser and there's always someone who has to unfortunately miss um, more often than not and in this case it was Kingsley Coman who to be honest with you looked wrecked when he stood up to take it um, I think Martinez saved didn't he and then it was Aurelian Chouameni who to be fair had France been on the winning side you're talking about a young player of the tournament for him. He steps up, slashes it wide, and then Argentina. Go on to win it um, 4-2 in the end. And do you know what? The best World Cup final that we've seen, but what I will say is, and I mean this wholeheartedly, the best game of football, the best game of association football to ever have taken place. Wow. Yeah, I'd agree with that statement, honestly. I mean... Firstly, I'd like to uh, point out that the, the person who wasn't named there, that uh, the Champs made those substitutions, Griezmann and Theo Hernandez, that was me. And I compared him to Sauke in the 80th minute. But to be fair to him, <laughs> he evidently did not end up being Gareth Sauke. They were completely justified decisions and ones that ended up getting France's extra time at the end. And what a game of football, Adam. What a game of football. You know, the emotions that brought out in, in me, I'm sure you, I'm sure even the neutral fan. I mean, I've watched the Champions League final of 2012 and that for me as a Chelsea fan was was the best final ever. Um, but this one, like that's a biased perspective. This one as a neutral, I think is the best final of all time. Um, and as you said, possibly the best game of football ever. Three all in a final in in a game that's usually nothing happens in finals usually. Um, you get to the semi finals and it's great, 
and um, usually the best matches come before the final. You know, you're expecting a good game, but normally it doesn't happen. But this was just a completely different scenario. I'm so surprised. And the fact that the biggest player of the tournament, Leo Messi, stood up to the plate and stood up to all expectations as the greatest player of all time, he showed up in the final. That makes it even better. And that for me is one of the, uh, fuck it, the greatest moment of football history. I said it. Yeah, I think it's it's a weird, it's it's an interesting point of view in the sense that, like we've no loyalty to Argentina, you know we've no loyalty to Lionel Messi. Um, we probably have a slight hatred for France and Thierry Henry, um, for you know, coursing us all those years ago on the road South Africa for the World Cup for Ireland, but. I was, I, to be honest with you, I was actually fairly calm watching the game. I know Ian was texting me, Dave, I was sitting beside Dave watching the game. He was like a leper. He was going mad looking at it. Um, there's that clear love for Messi, you know what I mean? And it's indescribable in the sense that I, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of emotional at the overall, at him winning things. Essentially, I wasn't, I wasn't emotional at that. Um. But when you when you look back on it, it's it's something it's for people to say things like, you know, if he doesn't win a World Cup, he's not the greatest and stuff like that. I think had Argentina lost today and had Messi not won the World Cup, I don't think it makes a difference really. I think this is just the cherry on top because he has such an he has such you know it's such a Hall of Fame career. It's such a career where it's we're never gonna see likes of it again. You know that kind of way? Um, you know, people have come close to him and people who've have competed with him throughout the years, but the one consistent thing is that he's just been the best. And, you know, he's he's so humble, he's so it was a great moment. And I think it was one moment that we all wanted. And I know we, we had the Denmark show, we were going for Denmark and you know, looking back at the start we were incredibly um Delusional. Um, Not delusional, Adam, just misguided, I would describe. True. <laughs> but I think deep down in our hearts, and, you know, anyone who's listening, we didn't really want Denmark to win. That's, you know, <laughs> we had money on them. But we didn't really want Denmark to win. And I think, like, like nine out of ten people, we wanted Messi to win. And this was the outcome everyone wanted. And this was the outcome we got. And overall, it's just it's just a great day for football. I, I can't describe it in anything else other than... It's something that, you know, I'm grateful to have seen it happen. You know, I'm grateful to have looked at him play all these years. And, yeah, it, it's going to be emotional seeing him go into the sunset, go, go off into the sunset now, whether that is the MLS or, or retiring itself. It's going to be interesting now. But, yeah, what, what a great day for football. And the irony of it all is it's not in a traditionally footballing country. Um, <laughs> this World Cup final end up being the best World Cup final, which is crazy. But um yeah, what can I say? Um he stood up. He is the greatest player of all time. He won the golden ball. But another player who I thought was really impressive in this game was Kylian Mbappe, Adam. And what a performance, you know, dragging France from the Dolgrams two 0 down in the eightieth minute. We were all saying, well, I was I was thinking anyway. This this game's over at 2-0 late minute. 
and obviously they get that penalty. He scores it. Emmy gets a hand on it, but he scores it. And that second goal for me, the craziest, craziest finish. You know, to take a first time like that in a bicycle kick manner. What a finish, you know, and that, that makes it two all. And then he gets another penalty, and we've seen before in this tournament the talisman of another team, Harry Kane, getting a second penalty and not being able to capitalize. But he, no problem, buries the second penalty. And it's a lot of pressure. And I think Mbappe really impressed me today. And um, even burying the third penalty in the shootout, I was very, very impressed with Mbappe. You know, there's talks of his attitude issues and his ego and stuff. But him to me was very, very good today. Yeah, and I think if we look at the French team in general, and this is what I mean about penalties and why it's such a cruel game at times, someone has to lose in that scenario. And unfortunately for this France team, they're so young, they're such a raw team at times where, like you look at Chiumeni, he has been unbelievable all tournament. He's been the anchor of France's midfield. He's probably been, apart from Mbappe, he's probably been their best player. I know a lot of people are talking about Varane and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know if I... You know, really agree with that, but it's it's a tough one because he's he's after scoring a hat trick in a World Cup final. You know what I mean? He's after putting three past Argentina, and he's after losing on penalties. And you're you're kind of saying to yourself, like it, it's just such a harsh way to lose. You know what I mean? And he was great. There's no denying his ability. You know, I I still do think maybe at times his attitude could be a bit stinking, but. If you can back it up the way he does, you know, the attitude problems will resolve itself because you have a serial winner there. You have someone who's going to be winning trophies until he finishes playing football. Um, and I was saying to a few of the lads, like, it, it's harsh on the French team because they are so young, like Kanata, Upa Mancano, Chiumeni, Mbappe himself, like, Colo Muani, who could have won it in extra time. He had a great chance in extra time and Martinez had to save. That was near, that was the second last kick of the game. Like, um, they're just such a young team, and I expect this team to come back. I expect this team to come back, and I, I, I'd put money on them to win the Euros, and I subsequently put money on them to win the next World Cup because they have got that much squad depth, and they're missing missing that many players as it is now. Um, Didier Deschamps since he's come in 2016, you know Euros final, wins the World Cup, goes to the Euros, didn't go as planned gets another World Cup final. Like, they have got a manager here who is unreal. You know that kind of way? So, it's it's going to be very interesting to see where they go from here. But as regards Mbappe's performance, it's it's an all-time performance. And it's one of them that, that we look back on in the future and we'll always... That performance will always stick out um, in the folklore of World Cup football. Yeah. And skin of the teeth, so, you know... Was all the talk at the end, but yeah, I kind of disagree with that because uh, France are getting knocked out of, of uh, Euro qualifying Ireland, you know. But, uh... Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> a golden boot in the end for um, Mbappe. And quick shout out to Kamavinga as well, who had an excellent cameo in the game. I thought he did very well at left back. And me screaming in the group chat saying, Why did they hate Tio Hernandez off? Mm. It, it just, just goes to show, Adam. <laughs> the eye of the football fan. Well, up to a point, right? It was just one of those days for France. Hmm. Like when, when, when we were chatting in, in chat, um, and you said about Hernandez and Griezmann, 
you, you could have said that about any of the French players, Baron maybe and Mbappe, because he was causing problems. And then Mouani, who came on, he was quite good. And I actually thought Rabiot played well up to a, a point as well. But um, I just saw Griezmann in his performance. In other games, he was getting that ball on the half turn and he was able to switch it and he was able to play it into channels. And in this game, Argentina just didn't allow him to do that. They just didn't give him time on the ball. And he was just having a nightmare. And that, that left side for France with Dembele, Griezmann and Hernandez, they were just struggling. They were just struggling the whole time. And yeah, it was it was a tough one. But like Camavinga comes on and at that point, you're 2-0 down. You've nothing to lose. The game was very open for extra time as well. You know what I mean? There was plenty of chances in extra time. Um, shout out to Lautaro Martinez who probably could have won it for Argentina two or three times but look it's, it's one of those games it's, that, that's why football is funny you know what I mean we all, we all make shows that just turn out not to be true but that, that's the beauty of the girl you know <laughs> yeah um, and to be honest with you all, all that youth for France in the end probably lost in the shootout as well there's the irony of it all when they brought all those subs on you don't have the experienced takers to take the penalties and um, in the end it was Argentina and Emmy Martinez as well, who I think I, I want to talk about, and I think you'll have words to say about him as well. I thought he was unbelievable in the game. I thought he was unbelievable. Even that pet that save for from uh Muani, as he said, with his left boot, kept Argentina in the game. I was for sure convinced when Muani was breaking through there, that was it. Um and to be honest with you, it would have put me in a sour mood for the rest of the day. And I'm sure you're the same. But yeah. Emmy Martinez, what a performance! And in the shootout, a moment of shithousery at him, probably won them it in the end. Um, he throws the ball away for the two many penalty, <laughs> and of course, two many puts it wide. What did you think of this? Did you think it was unfair in the sportship of the game, or did you think it was part of it? Because I, I really liked it. I thought it was part of the shithousery. I think I'll be honest with you. It's one of them things that. <laughs> If if I'm an Argentinian and he does that, I love it. But if if I'm a Frenchman and he does that, I hate it. You know that kind of way. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. I think it's like it it's it, he shouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? We we all know he shouldn't have done it. But he's he's a shithouse type of player. Is is Martinez? So I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, it was a great save. And I, I think if we're giving Martinez a shout and I know you won't you won't want to do it, so I'll do it. I think Hugo Lloris in the game was unbelievable as well. And he gets beaten with a stick plenty of times where, you know, oh, he's won the World Cup. And people go, yeah, he's still shit. I thought he was really good in the game. There was a few saves that were unbelievable. And, yeah, he's just, it was a great performance from him. But um, it just wasn't B for France. You know what I mean? They get do enough to get back into it. And Argentina just hung on and got the win in the end, thankfully. Messi the great. Um and quickly on the referee as well, shout out to him. Mm. Um, I thought he did a good job on the yeah. decisions. Um, there was one point where I think it's Turan who goes down in the box and the ref spots him diving and gives him a yellow card. And I thought that was a very, very good decision at the time because obviously he deceived me anyway and my brother mm. and my dad. We thought for sure that's a penalty. Takes a closer look. It's very good effort at selling the penalty in the end mm. for Ram. And I thought the ref did a, a good job in this game. Um, even the penalty call for the handball, you know, we didn't spot that time. And 
yeah, I just thought he had a good game. Yeah, he did, to be fair. Um, and I don't think it should be a surprise. It was really that the biggest game in football is refereed by one of the better referees as well, to be fair. Um, usually we get... Do you remember Howard Webb done the spain Netherlands one where he just booked everyone? Like, you have to have a capable referee in these situations. So it's... I, I thought the, the game... There's times where in a game like that, you don't know it's the referee because he's just doing the job right. Hmm. You know that kind of way? And I think that's how the game, the game was refed. And yeah, I suppose a good performance from him as well. He added to the occasion, but... Big guy as well. You wouldn't mess with him. Like... I think, I, I think that that's part of it as well. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have little bald Anthony Taylors, you know what I mean? <laughs> Giving out about penalties and stuff. You're like, I, I don't trust you. You yeah. know, but... I don't know. Um, will we look at the Instagram real quick, Kieran? We shall, because we are running out of time here. I have work in the morning, sadly. What, what a sad life. So, thanks for everyone who, who did chime in <laughs> on the podcast, Instagram, by the way, because this is an emergency podcast, as we said. Um, we'll just get into it straight away. Kira says, great to see see a team in blue and white do well. Um, Kira, of course, sports Finn Harps, who got relegated. <laughs> to the fourth division of the Artricity League. So, yeah, uh, good for you, Kira. Ian says simply, I am bollocks after that. <laughs> I was as well. I couldn't agree more. I think we were. Jerry says, and Jerry loves his revisionism, you know, because he is a few years older than us. Best World Cup final in my life, and I'm around two or three deeper than you. Um, All glory to Croatia. And that's a little private joke between myself and Jared. I'm not going <laughs> to divulge in that just yet. Uh, Rory says, in um, thoughts on Messi's robe. He says robe. I'd call it a bit more of a house cup, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs> uh, can I can I just do a little rant here, Karan? I'd call it a dressing gown myself. Yeah, go on. Um, I think Gianni Infantino is an absolute sham. I think that whole ceremony at the end, I thought was a bit disgraceful. This is... And now, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to underrate this. This is the biggest moment in football history. This is the best player getting the pinnacle of football and winning the pinnacle of football, winning the World Cup. And Gianni Infantino took over. He would, he barely let him go. He wrapped a, he wrapped it like a robe around him. Um, and I, I just thought it was needless. I just thought it took away from the moment. Um, to be honest with you, and look, I, I love Messi, so it, it's all well, a bit scripted, isn't it? it that, if, that's what it was. If another player walked up and lifted the trophy, would they be doing the same thing? That's my question. You know, it I, felt very, it felt very disingenuous. That's yeah. that was my problem with it, you know. And I think Joanne Cantwell. I know you were probably watching the babe, but Joanne Cantwell said had a little monologue at the end of her broadcast. And she just described the World Cup perfectly. And obviously there was chat about the political issues or whatever. And they are, you can't you can't talk about this World Cup without recognising them. They go hand in hand. So it's hard that way. But um I just thought that left a really sour taste in my mouth, I'd say. And I, I was like it was a nice robe. It was nice looking. But I just thought the moment was kind of sour, but um to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, it was a Star Wars-looking robe. but it, it didn't belong in the World Cup final because it hadn't been done in any World Cup final previous. So what what gives them the right to do it in this one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, regardless of culture and the argument you can make for it, it's never been done in any other previous World Cup final, you know? So mm. I, I just, I, I didn't like it either. And 
think he hit the nail on the head, Infantino. Bit embarrassing, in my opinion. The, the way he hold, was holding Messi's hand to the end. Let him go. Let him go. Gary Vav simply says, my life is complete. I don't know a bigger Messi fanboy than Gary, so um, I'm delighted for him. I think it's childhood as well. You know, you grow up watching a player and like obviously I'm 22, you're 24 now. So it, we're getting out, we're no string chickens anymore, you know what I mean? So mm. it, it's great to see a, a sort of childhood player reach the pinnacle of the game. You know, it's just, it's wholesome to be the world. Ben Casey says, well, Wow, wow, we wow. Mm, special Christmas shout out to Ben Casey's sister, of course. Anna Campbell says, I have two words, and I think this is a nice way to finish <laughs> um, the Instagram. Han Morocco, thank you, Adzian Kran, um, for the coverage. I, that means a lot, girl. <laughs> um, we do greatly appreciate that, Anna. Um, what do we say, you know what I mean, about the World Cup? Just to finish on it. I'll let you have one. Do you want to start and I'll finish? Yeah, fuck it. I think it was an unbelievable World Cup. It started off very poorly with minimal good games. We had a lot of nil-alls, but we did have that Saudi Arabia shock. And if you're looking at it, um, you could say Saudi Arabia beat the world champions, which is crazy. Mm. Um, And then we move into the latter stage and I think the tournament just got better and better. And along with it, um, moving parallel, getting better and better was Argentina. And they were, in my opinion, deserved winners today. Mm. And I couldn't be more delighted for Messi. Um, and I couldn't be more dreading um, getting back to regular football because I don't think it'll be as good as that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I agree with Jan. I've loved this World Cup. I really have. I, I'm currently experiencing a bit of born out now. I've had me football fix. Um, Christmas without football wouldn't be the same. So I am looking forward to watching some of the Premier League um, come back. But over on the World Cup, Kieran, um, I said it earlier to one of the lads, South Africa will always be my favourite World Cup. That's, there's no doubt about that. You never forget your first love. But this guitar, it's like it's like a spouse in the night. She's, it's, it's been an unbelievable World Cup. And, you know, what I will say is really, really quickly, because um, we can't have much longer. The World Cup is every four years, and there's so much hype, there's so much build-up to it, and I can't really remember a World Cup in our time where we've gotten a payoff that everyone's more or less everyone's wanted. Um, players like Messi, Suarez, Neymar, Ronaldo, this is it for them. Maybe Luka Modric, this is their swan song. Um, on the biggest stage of international football and you know I speak for a lot of people as we get older stuff like this can be emotional you know it's like a sign of of things changing and not a lot of people like change as I said it comes every four years Um, something that I was being emotional about earlier was I was looking back on 2018 I was looking back to now and I was thinking about 2026 things change things change so quickly we never know where we're going to be um, four years I never knew where I was going to be in 2018 I never knew what situation I'd be in um, and we don't know what 2026 is going to hold so what I'll say is to anyone listening have a very Merry Christmas and just live in the moment love your friends love your family and take care everybody we'll leave it there so we'll leave it there so couldn't have said it better myself <laughs>